Hi, my name is Kolaino. I'm the founder of Ventures Platform. We're a seed stage fund and an accelerator that's focused on supporting uh, early stage founders in Africa. Welcome to the African Tech Roundup. It's good to be here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Now, how does it feel to be an investor? Um, it puts you in a, in a unique sort of space in terms of like potential for value creation as far as the rest of the, the players within our ecosystem is concerned. And what sort of pressures does it come with, I guess, is what I'm asking. What sort of, what are the perks maybe? Well, I guess for one, it feels privileged because uh, you realize that, you know, you're, you're in a position where you can, you know, be a part of the story of so many people uh, and sort of live several lives at the same time. Uh, but, but it's also, you know, there's a great sense of responsibility because, um, when when founders entrust you as an investor with um, sort of a part of their company uh, and a part of their story, uh, it's very important that you, uh, in my view, that you manage that um, well. Uh, the investor-investee relationship is one of trust. And, and you know, if, if you invest the way we invest, where we roll up our sleeves and sort of become the third, the, pro, the proverbial third co-founder, then you're, you're sharing the, the cries and agonies of the founders and also their, their high points, right? So it's, um, it's, it's a privilege. It's, uh, it's great responsibility. And I think it's, it also sort of gives uh, an opportunity to really be a part of this redefining of the future of the continent that we're all eager to see. So, yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's a mixed bag, but, but mostly good. So speak to people who perhaps have never heard of your organization and tell me a little bit about how it came to be and your focus in, in investment terms. Sure. So essentially, we're, um, we're a seed stage fund and uh, we also operate an accelerator pro- program. Are you genre specific? We're, we're sector agnostic. We, uh, we are focused, we're excited about s- certain themes, uh, for instance, uh, the, the youth bulge in Africa, the gaps in infrastructure, uh, 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 logistics and delivery, uh, mobile penetration. So these we're excited about businesses that are sort of leveraging these challenges as opportunities. Those are the kinds of businesses where we, we focus on. Uh, we're also very keen on uh, businesses and founders that have a pan-African view because we think the real opportunity for building large businesses in Africa lies in being able to sell beyond across borders and sort of transact and exchange value across the borders around the continent. I just ask you to pause there because you have that in common with some of the other investors I've spoken to so far and th- that's perhaps a, an oversimplified proposition this idea that you know if you have a good idea that works really well in a certain market um, it should and could work elsewhere. And I, and I think you're absolutely right. But give me a sense of what sides of actually sort of executing on that might be oversimplified typically. Well, I, I think there are two things, right, that, that would enable this to be possible. The, the first thing is realizing that if you have a, an, uh, if you found a problem solution fit and then gone on to find a product market fit in one country, uh, when you start to think about scaling to another country, then you, you start to think about domestication. What what aspects of this of this uh, customer product relationship do do we need to tweak a bit in, to to work in this new market? But you you can't also do that in a vacuum, right? And, and this has to do with how African entrepreneurs hire talents. Like if you're building for Africa, then you have to hire for Africa. 
So if, if I was uh, a startup in Nigeria, for instance, and I was looking to uh, expand or scale to Ghana, for instance, I would be looking to hire the smartest uh, person that, that, that has Ghanaian context or that, that, that spent time in Ghana uh, and, and, and have them work in my operation in Nigeria for some time. So they gain context and they, they, they understand the culture. And then it's almost like, you know, when, when we're ready to expand to that new market, it's like put, sending out uh, John the Baptist, quote, quote, unquote. So, so I think, I mean, we can't oversimplify it. But, you know, when you look at companies like Taxify, for instance, Taxify hadn't raised a ton of capital before from Estonia before they were already in several countries, including African countries. That is possible. African founders can be bold, we can be aggressive, and we can think... Maybe, maybe not globally immediately, but we can think Pan-African. I mean, Taxify is a really good example of a company that certainly didn't have it all figured out when, when they decided to expand. I mean, as a user of their service, alongside you know, the, all the other competitors, I can tell you that even to this day, they still continue to figure it out and perhaps aren't even where from an even user experience standpoint others are. But uh, it, to your point, I mean, we can't wait till we're all there, right? This philosophy that it has to be perfect in one market before we branch out to, to another market, I think it's, I think it's, a bit, it's playing it a bit too safe, right? And it goes against the grain of, of, of what a startup is. At the end of the day, we're hacking it. And, you know, every new market is, is, that it, is, is an MVP, you know, and, and you sort of you go around that cycle again. Even Uber, right? Uber, Uber came to Nigeria and, 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 and it wasn't perfect, right? So, 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 so I think that uh, that's really important. But, but back to the earlier question you asked. Uh, so essentially, our, our investment philosophy is that, you know, we invest through those two vehicles I described, our seed, our seed investments and our, the acceleration program. We've, we've done two batches already and it's been exciting to, to, to see the progress the companies have made. Our program is primarily focused on three things. One, uh, we work with the founders to gain uh, product market fit. We help them. We support the acceleration of the attraction, and we help them raise follow-on capital. Uh, what sort of amounts are you looking at in terms of capital? What what sort of amounts are you willing to commit? And on what sort of terms do you do you only come in with partnerships, or do you like to come in super super early? Give me a sense. So so for the companies we accelerate, typically we're the first money in. Uh, so we we come in. Uh, with, a, with, a, with a pretty standard check size and uh, with the first money in. And uh, the companies then, uh, at the end of the program, typically look to raise anywhere. So typically are looking to raise a pre-Series A round, uh, anywhere between uh, 100 to 500K. Um, we've seen a, uh, companies from our program go on to 500 startups, for instance. You see yourself sort of as a, a feeder in the sense? Yeah, to, to some extent, we'll, we'll be, we're happy to see some of our companies go on to, to those types of accelerators. I mean, at the end of the day, the, the environment for, for capital, following capital between 100 and a million dollars in uh, sub-Saharan Africa is still very fragile, right? Still sort of fragmented. And to be honest, it's fraught. I mean, to put it very plainly, right? Uh, everyone's sort of waiting for Series A. Or you have angels in this end and you have the guys that want to write the million-dollar checks and upwards. There's not a lot of activity at that mid-range. And so accelerators that sort of come in at that point help. Uh, but, but, you know, we, uh, I'm sure that we will continue to see progress uh, in terms of uh, funding activity across the value chain. And uh, I think everyone's going to be better for it.
I'm sensing a, a sort of unprecedented level of competition in this space. Speaking to you, other investors, is this a space race? Is there a lot of collaboration going on behind the scenes? Give me a sense of like what, what the, 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 the competitive climate is like. You know, there's in every market, there's only so many great companies, right? You're going to have a lot of uh, noise and very little signal. Uh, and so I guess every fund, early stage fund or accelerator is hoping that they, they find that great company. And with what's happened, I mean, I can speak for the Nigerian ecosystem, for instance, with, with what's happened over the last two, three years, everyone is sort of woken up and everyone's sort of on the hunt for that next big company, right? You mean like because of Andela? Well, as an example, Andela, Paystack maybe, Paystack, Flutterway, Paystack's one of our portfolio companies, so we're super excited what they're doing, for instance, but but I guess, you know, um, people are now, uh, are now, rather than wait for companies to inbound, are now actively recruiting, you know, going out of their comfort zone to attend events and talk to founders and, and you know, that stuff that we've been doing. Uh, we, 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 have a, we, we started with a tour, you know, of going to campuses and hubs, just talking to founders that, that may not be ready, that may not be investment ready today, but, you know, we want to know what they're doing uh, so we can, we can keep in touch with them. So, so I think from that standpoint, there's probably some uh, competition to, to, uh, to attract the best founders. Is there some imprudent behavior that's, that you're observing as a result of this? Uh, no, mostly. I mean, my, my experience with my colleagues in the, in the, in the industry has been mostly positive. And, and I, think, I think, look, we have a responsibility to collaborate and, and share our learnings especially. Because, you know, no one's going to come and build this ecosystem for us, right? We have to. And, I mean, if you, if you look a lot at what happened in the Valley, in San Francisco, for instance, there was a lot of collaboration. It was an open society where people shared ideas, people shared experiences. And, and I think if, if, we, if, we, if, we, if we build walls and are overly competitive, we, we will be going about it the wrong way. So, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a proponent for collaboration and sharing. And so how are you going about um, closing the inside gaps in your experience uh, or even the blind spots you might have? Uh, on this show, we make a lot of the gaps in insight and in knowledge that you know, outsiders tend to gloss over or really just underappreciate in, in approaching our markets and, and trying to participate meaningfully. Um, how do you go about making sure you're not, you know, making the same mistake as a as a homegrown organization? Well, I think first off, I think the attitude to in, to the companies we invest needs to be one of respect, and I personally consider it a privilege to to have an opportunity to invest in a company, and I think staying humble and realizing uh, that unlike you know what your typical African context is that when you invest in a company you're not necessarily you're not doing the founders a favor right they they're probably doing you a favor right um so I, I think just staying humble and 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 having uh a place for respect in the investor invest investee relationship is key I, I think also realizing that you know there's a lot of randomness in investing right you we typically we think we can control things and predict outcomes half the time we can't and so that's that's another reason to stay humble and just be be a learner forever right just learn just be humble uh and and i guess uh the 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 third thing i would say is just 
being remaining a startup yourself. I adventures we like to say we're a startup that supports startups, right? We you know, we're constantly rethinking our philosophy. Uh, I mean, our, our true note is very clear. We want to be the first money in supporting the grittiest founders that have bold ideas that are pan-African, right? But the approach, so we're stubborn with the vision, but very flexible with our approach, you know. Uh, and I guess lastly, I mean, what I would add is, I guess in our investment practice, o- over the last uh, two years or so, Every time we have wavered from our funnel and our investment criteria, we have we have ended up sort of regretting it. It's ended up being a bad decision, right? Not, and that's not been, uh, knock on wood so far, that's not been too many times. So what, are you realizing the need to have that sort of legendary Warren Buffett uh, uh, discipline or commitment to thesis? Yeah, absolutely. Absolute absolute uh, 100% commitment to thesis no 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 sentiment no compromise uh that's been the one of the biggest lessons for me uh, uh over the past 2 years it's just been i mean we have a very clear thesis we have a checklist uh we i i know that i have i have my set of five questions i would ask before i i consider an investment and just staying true to that every single time is is I think is 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 important. Perhaps finally, give me a sense of like what you're most worried about or most concerned about. A recurrent niggling issue you're seeing in the development of founding talent. I would uh, diverge a bit from your question. Uh, so, so there are three things that worry me in general about the ecosystem and the investment climate. Uh, so the first thing is ambition, and this is on the founder side. I think it'll be. It would be nice if our founders just raised the bar of ambition a little more. And this sort of has to do with what I said earlier about seeing Africa as the market. Yeah, I know there's difficulties with, with uh, trade across countries. There's issues around policy and whatnot. But this is what technology is designed to solve. I mean, with, with cryptocurrency now, there's, there's, you know, there's all sorts of opportunities to sort of... Uh, to sort of Overcome, estimate the divide that that we have as a, as a consequence of our of, of the governance across the continent, right? So 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 I, so so I think the level of ambition just has to be scaled up, right? I mean, in Africa, we're now having this debate around: should we be so fascinated with unicorns, or should we just accept gazelles? That's the new thing, right? Why why can't we have unicorns in Africa? I mean, I I, I get it. I mean, I'm not I'm not uh, not naive. I'm not naive, or I'm not. Uh, uh, infatuated with unicorns or anything, but why can't we have them? I think I think our founders can be a lot more ambitious. The second thing that worries me a bit is, so it's great that we have all this foreign, non-Nigerian or non-African capital coming into our countries, but my worry is is that if if if, if you take one company for instance, and all their major capital has been uh, foreign, it also typically probably translates that the the significant voices on the board of that company are very unlikely to be African. And my worry is, my worry with that is, what context do they bring to these supposedly African companies? Uh, And without the right context at the board level, you're very unlikely to have large sustainable companies, right? Right. And so I, I worry that we may not be 
you know, while we're attracting more capital, we, we need to be mindful of that. And, and that doesn't mean we stop taking capital. From, I'm, I'm the last person to say that. I mean, I have, we have LPs in our fund that are non-African, right? Um, but I think that there needs to be a sense of urgency in our institutions, our, our corporates, and our HNIs around the continent to get in the ring of play at a higher level. Uh, so that we can support our own, and we can we can we can ensure that these companies are backed by African capital. Uh, again, I don't want to be misconstrued. I am not suggesting that foreign capital is bad or anything of that nature. I'm just saying, I think when you look at the board of 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 the top startups in Africa, you should have African representation. And not just because it's the right thing to do and it looks good, the optics are right, and it keeps those of us who are, you know, watchdogs for this kind of thing, like, quiet, but because it's actually good for business. It's good for business. I mean, you you need local contacts, right, Uh, at at the highest levels of any business. And so so I think this is important. And and even if, you know, some companies have been smart enough to then just appoint board members or, or senior leadership that is... You know that that is African or that has con- local context. So so that's fine, right? But I would love to see more African participation in the funding of of of, of, of startups uh, around the continent. Uh, I was gonna add say say one more thing, but I realized my my, my second point is, <laughs> might be viewed as a controversial one, so I'll leave it at that. No, don't don't man, don't please. What, what do you have on your heart, man? Just you know, tell us. Well, I, I guess again, just I mean, just in more local context. I mean, for me is 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 um, I mean I mean I, I, it's great to see what's going on in the ecosystem, but you know. Uh, I guess we cannot be biased to founders that only founders that that have schooled that have that have schooled in MIT or or that have uh, that diasporan uh, or or don't look like you and I. You know, I, I think I think that you know. In case you just you know, in case you're wondering what we look like, we're both pretty pretty black. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think. We just need more, you know, representation and more women, uh, you know, and, 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 and the onus is not just on the investors. It's also on us, right, to just up the ante. We, we have to raise the bar of excellence. We have to raise the bar of discipline, right? Uh, and so at, at the earliest stage, when, when, when we talk to founders at Ventures, we're telling them, uh, we're talking to them about how email ethics, you know, uh, work discipline, how to construct uh, and how to respond to an introductory email that we do. I mean, these are the disciplines that you need to to punch at the at the right weight class, right? And so, so we, we the onus is on us as founders, as entrepreneurs, as investors to develop the quality of talent in our ecosystem. Oh, so, Kola, one last thing, you know, before you go, um, tell me where you at in terms of, you know. Inviting applications. Who are you looking for? Do you want people to get in touch with you? Do you want? Do you? Is it a? Is it a? We'll call you. We'll find you if you're good enough. What? What's the situation? Now we're well. We're currently taking applications for our third batch. Uh, and um, how well did the first two go? Pretty well. Uh, a, a couple of our companies have. Uh, mo- a number of them have raised all their fo- closed their following rounds. Um, one of our companies, uh, like I mentioned, uh, went on to 500 startups. Uh, they're all sort of doing well, and we're really happy to see their progress. Uh, but we're now taking applications for the third batch. And so if you're interested, uh, one, uh, just visit our website, www.venturesplatform, ventures is with an S, dot com, venturesplatform.com. And just fill out the application form. It's pretty straightforward. We'll, we'll get back to you. 
our applications are open to companies across the continent, not just uh, uh, Nigeria. We we just invested in a company in Cameroon called Viva, uh, and they're, they're now uh, expanding their market in Nigeria. So yeah, yeah, would love to hear from you. You heard the man. Send that application form in. Cheers, man. Thank you so much, Kola. Thanks for having me, man. It was nice talking. Yeah, cheers.